Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What a week for this franchise. Welcome into the PHX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Like, subscribe, leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny Venerable, Bull Brock, the great Frank Sanders in camo. Maybe the Cardinals should rock a little camo this <laughs> these days to hide from everything. Um, quick show note at the top, uh, Isaiah Simmons, linebacker, was supposed to join us, Bo Brock. Unfortunately, had to cancel. Yeah, his uh, his group got out to us right before we were going to do an interview with him. And unfortunately, due to scheduling conflicts, we will not be talking to the Cardinals star backer, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, yeah. maybe recap some of this tumultuous season, go through a season where personally Isaiah Simmons is having actually a pretty good year after a, a rough start. It's just, uh, it's brutal. We, we wanted to talk to Isaiah just it as might much still, as you guys We might still get him on yeah. at some point. Uh, but... I'm not going to hold my breath on that. It was, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to take you guys too much behind the scenes, but uh, they apologized to us. And, but unfortunately, no Isaiah today. Uh, with that, hey, another big storyline for this and headline for this Arizona Cardinals organization that seems to outpace itself in the bad headline department there, Johnny. Yeah, if you're on the Twitter streets this morning, casually scrolling, it didn't come from any local beats. Uh, but this came from Brent McMurphy, the tweet of the day here in the Valley. Brent McMurphy, again, no affiliation to the Arizona Cardinals or the, the landscape of the desert media, but he did post this. <laughs> this comes from uh, P, what does that say? PNWestWire.com. Uh, mm-hmm. Former Arizona Cardinals assistant and UTEP coach Sean Kugler fired, filed arbitration with the NFL after he was mysteriously Note that word, mysteriously dismissed from his job on same day of Cougars filing uh, cards GM Steve Kime took indefinite leave of his absence of absence and was mistaken was the identity mistaken in Mexico City. As I butchered that read, but yeah, here, I have here, no idea what's going on. Here's the breakdown. <laughs> well, first of all, I'm trying to read it. I don't my contacts. And basically, Brent puts out that tweet and it says, hey, um, Sean Cougar. Basically says, all this is garbage. I'm I'm filing a grievance against the NFL and the Cardinals. Well, I, I have his full statement if you want me to go through yeah, it. Yeah, go I've ahead. I've got it in front of me. I don't have to squint and find it. And uh, you guys uh, can look at it if you're you're watching on YouTube. Yeah, I had to read that. I subscribe and, and hit the like button as well. And if you're listening on podcasts, I'm going to read it out for you. This is from a local law firm here in Phoenix. Uh, the law firm Shields and uh, Patetti filed a request of arbitration on December 14th, 2022, citing multiple claims against the Arizona Cardinals on behalf of their former offensive line coach and run game coordinator, Sean Kugler, 
Kugler, who's well-respected O-line coach throughout the NFL, was sent home from Mexico City on November 21st prior to the Cardinals' Monday night game against the Niners for unsubstantiated allegations that he inappropriately touched a female security guard. The allegations against Kugler are simply untrue and have caused Sean, his wife, and family enormous personal and professional damage, stated by his lawyers. Coach and his family have been desperate to understand from the Cardinals front office and others the rationale and evidence that was used to terminate for cause. The Cardinals dismissed Kugler from the organization without conducting a thorough investigation or interviewing him. Here's the final quote of this. Respecting women is core value for me from Kugler, something I've instilled in my children and players that I coach. The mysterious allegations by the Cardinals are untrue and I want to clear my name. But is a miscommunication or mistaken identity, my family and I will cooperate fully and honestly with the NFL, <clears throat> Cardinals, or any other agency to get the truth of this matter to restore my reputation. There are incredible people that work in this game, from the league level to my players, fellow coaches, and incredible support staff. I simply want to get back to doing what I love and would love my family to have peace. Now, that's from Kugler. Now, go back to this tweet from McMurphy. Because that's where this is. Yeah. That's this where is, the media this is. This is where this thing has really kind of taken off because the uh, the insinuation, Leah, uh, who's running the show behind the scenes, our producer today, the Brett McMurphy tweet about the filing of arbitration to the NFL, it has Kugler, and it also has that it was on the same day as Steve Keim, but also you have the mistaken identity part and the ins- the insinuation that was Steve Keim uh, the person yeah. was, was he part of this mistaken identity? And I think that's incredibly irresponsible. And I mm. think a lot of people will agree with me as far as that. Okay, so a couple things, Frank Sanders. Brent mm. McMurphy has not responded to any inquiries about this below the tweet. Um, but I don't know how you could put that together and not know that you're insinuating. Now, we're not we're not coming out and saying this, but insinuating on Brett McMurphy's part that it was Steve Keim, not Sean Coogler, who groped the woman. Again, I don't know how you put that tweet together and not think that. That's what I thought when I looked at this. And I'm like, this is clearly Brett McMurphy saying that mistaken identity. We're putting these two photos together. This looks like the same person. Right? That, <clears throat> well, that Leah, is. Can uh, we have the tweet one more time up? If look, we could? I saw it, but uh, I'm with I'm with LTC. There's a lot of margaritas flying at that time, man. Like that is. Uh, <laughs> you got two bald head white guys with a uh, you know, uh, with with the same Fu Manchu kind of beard going on right there a little bit. Uh, depending on the camera angle and what's taking place that night, it's uh, it it definitely can be something to take a look at. Not from this picture, of course, but. Um, I will say this here though, man. I think this is uh that's a hell of a cover up though. Like a coach Look, got if, if any of these allegations, these if, accusations, if, is any insinuation. If, if this is true, and it was Kime that did that instead of Kugler and, and they Kugler, use Kugler, and they as, a Kugler as a fall guy. Like, like that's that's it's, a hell of a cover up, bro, to like really at, at a high level, um, that would be very disappointing, not just to the That's to the a fan number one base, documentary on Netflix. Well, Rick James story. in the chats says huge. exactly what we discussed before the show. Wow. You have to clean house. And like Michael Bidwell, if if, if that's what happened, would, ha- would be in serious trouble with the NFL unless he just ple- pleaded ignorance and wasn't around. Let, but, me, but, let but, me say but, this again. Let me say it's brutal that McMurphy did this, correct. by the way. Okay, I, mean, I agree. To, regardless if he did it with the intention of it being a coincidence that it was the same day that Kime took his leave of absence 
and that Kugler filed for his arbitration. Like to put them why even in, put in a mistaken identity where Kaim is a is a fucking Kugler doppelganger is 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 outrageous. Why would you put Kaim in that tweet? That story right. is three days old. Now right. we're talking about it because it's relevant. But Brett McMurphy is a national reporter. Why would he think, okay, I have this story about Sean Coogler that has no, really nothing to do with Steve Kime yeah, on the it's, surface. It's a very, very loose connecting of the dots. And now you're saying, oh, by the way, Kime has left the team because of health concerns. And then the last sentence is a mistaken of identity. And you use those two photos. And then you're not responding or you, you don't. Like I waited all day. Tweets and replies, tweets and replies, clarification. Right. Right. It didn't come. And yeah. Brett knows how to use Twitter. That it is one of the most this team, man, unbelievable scenarios. And it, I don't want to overshadow the fact that Sean Coogler said, like, the Cardinals didn't do the research. They didn't talk to me. No mm -hmm. one talked to me. And that's unfortunate, too. Like, if this is not true and, and Sean Coogler didn't do this, if I'm a if I'm a coach, an aspiring coach, do I want to hitch my wagon to this well, franchise? The, the question is, if he didn't do what they what he said to the security guard, that's one. Mm hmm. Not if it was Kime or right and the right. switcheroo. Multiple that layers to right. this. Right. So that to me becomes where you have to look at it from that perspective. Number one, Sean, you're arguing that are you arguing? And again, we can't say that Murphy no. in the article ties in that it is it was a that was a mistake I did in that in that regards between Kime and him. That's a great play on his part to get to get the to get the likes and the people looking at it, paying mm -hmm. attention to him for sure. But the idea to but the idea is that Sean is arguing that, hey, man, I wasn't me. What's being talked about me is absolutely wrong. And they should and they should have camera angles on that. But the Cardinals definitively say we have enough evidence and we stand our ground on what 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 what, what stands for taking. Now, this is from Ian Rappaport, uh, who followed up this story that it was also picked up by football scoop dot com. But Ian Rappaport quote tweeted with this a statement from the team. This is from the Cardinals quote as an ongoing legal matter. We are going to refrain from comment other than to say that the team is confident the process will result in a much different set of facts than presented today that it had good cause to terminate Mr. Kugler's employment. Jay in the chat. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's that perfect, man. Well, we got a lot of screens. I know we that. We do. <laughs> One too many screens on and off the field. Um, <laughs> there's so many legs to this. There's so many layers to this. Wow. And, you know, to, to try to avoid complete and utter uh, irresponsible speculation. Right. But, I mean, look, if if what's being insinuated here, if, if there's any truth to it, there, the, yes, absolutely, I see – Obviously, the the, end, the the Steve Kime tenure is is done. There's no there's no question about it. Do right? you think it's regardless at this point? I think so. I, I don't think there's any coming back for Steve Kime. You know, if if we just if we stop at that, Steve Kime has left this organization uh, due to health concerns, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think when you look at his tenure and the current state of the franchise, that it's it's just a it's not as good as 2018 where I think that would have been the best time for a mutual parting of ways. Yeah. This is it. This is this. This is, I don't know how many signs you need to hit you right in the face, Michael Bidwell, but this is the ultimate, Hey, it's, it's, this is, it's time to part ways mutually here and, and use this as a reset point. Hey, but I, ha I have to go back to like, okay, so Kugler gets fired. He Kugler gets fired. Right? Yeah. Who fires him? Mike or, so we don't know or, that, and so and so that but, now, but that leads to what one of the gentlemen in the in our text was talking about. Mike was a former prosecutor, so you got to get down to the evidence. Right. You have to figure out what's what, and you have 
you have enough friends in, in high places to be able to make phone calls to get down to it. So maybe that is that maybe that might be the reason why he's taking such a strong stance, because, of course, Kugler wants his money. And yeah. if you get fired unfairly, you want your money from what, what what's what's owed to you. Now, I don't understand why Kugler would want to take that position if you know 100 percent that this is not about you. Like, I didn't yeah. do this. And I understand you're trying to say you say, I want to save my wife. I want to say my, I'm trying to save my marriage. I want it. We want to get through this. We want to get over this so I can get back to doing what I love to do. It's 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 almost as if Kugler was blackballed. You think he was blackballed I, from the NFL because he's talking about getting well, back yeah, to coaching? Well, yeah, it's going to be tough. You know, it's that's as, as serious as it comes. You you grow up a woman or a person of any kind, and it's just that. That's well, a we don't know if he groped her. Did, no, well, that's we know once he it came out. Is, somebody so got much. somebody got groped. And Did he push the security guard from like well, see, you know here's, he, like here's, LT, what you just said is fascinating because like if we got Sean Coogler on the record saying like I was with the security guard. Uh, I didn't grope her. This is what happened. That's different than I wasn't even there. Mm -hmm. And that, that's, and I feel like that that's, are we treading on that? Because if it's, if Sean Cooper is saying I was, that's not me. I wasn't there. I was in my hotel. I was having dinner with Will Hernandez's family. I have an alibi. Then it's like, oh shit. Was it Steve Kime or somebody else? But if Sean Cooper comes out and says, I've been in contact with the security card, uh, security guard, I was there, but it wasn't me, or I ran, I bumped into her, something like that. And I'm not making excuses for Kugler. I'm just saying, like, there's a difference between mm -hmm. there's layers to I was there, but it didn't go down like this, or I wasn't there at all, Bo. Yeah, I mean, but and Kugler and his representation is, is legal counsel's prob probably had no, it didn't have anything to do with McMurphy's tweet in, right. in putting Kime's yeah. picture there, right? right? You, we, we can probably Agreed. say that, right? Yep. I mean, because you can pretty much say any bald-headed white guy with a goatee is, is a suspect in this case. I mean, we could throw Goldberg in there from WWE if we wanted to. Right? You can, you've got a long list of bald-headed white a, guys. We almost made a list. With we, made, we decided to end lunch against our better judgment not to do that. Breaking Bad. Because it's, it's not funny to, to the to the person it happened to. But no, man, it's not. Of course not. I'm, I mean, this is. We have so many things to talk about. So many layers to to this entire thing. Oh, man. So what do you, what do you want to pivot to? We, do we want to talk about Steve Kime a little bit more? And the we're reading the tea leaves, I think, a right, little bit. Right. With well, this coaching staff. Yeah. Right. I mean, we probably shouldn't know because I think that you don't know what is what Steve Kime's health issues are. We don't. We really don't. Like, and I think that's you, you only wish the best for him in, in that regards. Go ahead. Let's check cardiac cards here in the chat. The the responses to Kime's leave of absence by Vance and Cliff are alarming. And we actually have a video from both of those responses that I was able to get throughout this week. Over the cards facility. This is uh, this is, Vance Joseph spoke first, so we'll go with him first. This was on Thursday. Vance Joseph was asked about Steve Kime taking his leave of absence. I have no reaction. You know, it's been a statement out by our team, and that's you know that's that's, that's everybody's reaction to it. Obviously, Steve's a friend of mine, and, and I feel for Steve, and I wish him luck. I have no reaction to it. Um, I, I'm sorry if I feel like again if I was in that position and I knew Steve Kime was ill like Chuck Pagano ill or mm. with COVID or in the hospital. My my personal reaction, Vance is different than me. I would say something to the effect of, we're going to play hard for Steve this Sunday. This game is dedicated to him. We're going to rally around the him. The Gipper. He's going the Gipper? Right. He, he He's a friend of mine. I'm thinking of his wife and his kids. 
Uh, those were not the things that have been said. They weren't. And it wasn't just Vance, uh, you know, as cardiac cards pointed back out. Cliff Kingsbury today, as press availability, was asked, uh, you know, about the Kugler thing. He said that this, there was going to be a statement from the team. And then he was followed up with, you know, what were his thoughts on Steve Kime taking his leave of absence? This is what Cliff Kingsbury had to say. Yeah, I mean, disappointed, like I said, um, for him, just knowing that, uh, as you know, the appreciation I have for him and um, him giving me this opportunity and the, the love and respect um, I'll always have for him. Um, you know, it's, it's not easy. Well, I, okay. What is that response? I'm disappointed. Man, if I got, I got stage two or anything. You don't better not say you're disappointed. Right. You, you got pneumonia. Say, if you got anything. Hey, brother, I'm I'm sorry to hear that. I wish you're, uh, you're showing your cards, cards. Man. You're showing your cards. Hey, look, that's you know what? I think that's uh this is gonna come out, and I think I'm actually the, the way the coaches are answering these questions, the players in the locker room, guys, we we never hear this stuff. Yeah. Like even when the media come up or Bo come up and say, Hey Frank, uh, you know, we had we just did an interview with we just did an interview with your coach, and he said that, you know, I wish him, you know, I'm disappointed. What do you think about that statement? Is there more to it? And I'd be like, man, I don't know, man. We got we got the Broncos on our mind. Mm -hmm. We're getting ready to play them. Uh, I'm going to get some Popeye's chicken after this. <laughs> and, you know, look, we'll, I'll, I'll come back to work tomorrow and get ready for the Broncos. That, that'd be, that's what the players are thinking right now. So you, the guys are thinking differently. But the way we digging this up, man, it, but, I mean, Johnny, it's, 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 it's 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 becoming very and, very revealing. And if listen, I want to make something abundantly clear here on PHNX Cardinals. Kime is getting help for something, regardless, and we wish him help yep. well, and we want him to get help. Correct. But there are different kinds of help, and I, I'm I'm going to tell you right now, there's kind of help that doesn't allow you to proceed as the GM of this team, and and it maybe potentially affecting your ability to do the job. And I'll leave it at that. But Bo, we talk about now definitively thinking that Steve Kime is done. And I know Rap Sheet, friend of the program, who seemingly always has a tweet about the Cardinals ready to go, read that to what you will, basically said, like, if and when Kime returns, and it's very vague. Mm -hmm. But I think we're ready to put the kibosh on that right now. I don't think any three of us feel like Kime will be back in the general manager right. seat ever again. At the very least, or at the very worst, maybe, he could come back as a special advisor to Michael right. Bidwell. But I, his days of picking players and adding personnel are done. Correct? Completely agree with that. Um, Rap Sheet's quote was, this has been something that's been developing for weeks, months, uh, as far as what the health issues were. And then, as you mentioned, if, when he comes back. But as far as what capacity he comes back, it really just doesn't feel like that general manager's seat is going to be waiting for him. No. Right now, it's filled interim-wise by Quentin Harris and, and Adrian Wilson, and the, the organization gets a couple weeks here to kind of evaluate them, and they get to kind of put together what their resume is going to look like, what their, their plan for the future for the Arizona Cardinals is, and hopefully they get a fair shot at that. I think both of them are, are rising stars as far as that goes, but also, you know, the, these guys have been working underneath Steve Kime for a while. Now, I don't buy into that they're just going to completely adopt his style because we, we even saw with Steve Kime when he took over for Rod Graves, he churned this roster, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. He, he had 90-plus players 
uh, churn through this organization in just this calendar year after you took over for Graves. And we all know we all have bosses and we see them and we see how we would do things differently. And I'm sure those guys have different approaches and philosophies that they want to see that they think can improve this franchise. But at the same time, you want to see Michael Bidwell have a short list as well. Talk to some other names, talk to some other football minds that haven't been within the walls of this organization that can maybe help this team dig itself out of one of the most tumultuous, dysfunctional it, season. Probably, in, in Frank Sanders, you mentioned to me, how many 4-12 and 12 seasons did you have? Three. How many 3-13? and 13? One. One. I mean, that's, that's four seasons right there under the five wins in yeah. the NFL. I mean, those are some long, futile years. And I've been there. And this, as you can see on this next graphic, it's not just about wins and losses. This franchise has been gross and embarrassing for 10 months plus. And uh, I broke it down on Twitter today, and here you go. And I couldn't even fit everything in the tweet. Hollywood Browns, speeding arrest, not on here. The unfortunate passing of Jeff Gladney, which was not on the organization, but it happened, which was incredibly unfortunate. But look back, last February, Kime and Cliff inexplicably extended, okay? Kyler Murray scrubs his social media, asks for more money. The, the team goes silent. Steve Wilkes files a lawsuit against or joins a lawsuit with Brian Flores uh, basically against the NFL and the Arizona Cardinals for uh, being let go after <clears throat> one year. Um, Ray Horton, ex-Cardinal defensive coordinator, also involved in that. DeAndre Hopkins suspended for PEDs. Kyler gets extended, hooray, and then the homework clause debacle. That's one that could have three sub-bullets because it took over the news cycle for seven to ten days. Running backs coach James Saxon was charged with domestic battery, resigned, fired from the team in October. Hard knocks drama, pulling footage. We think the Eno Benjamin situation, the fact that sometimes it looks like hard knocks, sometimes it looks like public access. An offensive line coach was fired, Sean Kugler, for groping a woman in Mexico City. Kyler Murray tears his ACL. Steve Kime takes a leave of absence for a quote-unquote health-related issue. And now Sean Kugler fighting back against the Cardinals. That has happened since late last February. Unbelievable. It's exhausting. <laughs> it's it is, there's it's nothing crazy. to do with the on-the-field product outside of Kyler Murray getting hurt. Oh, yeah. They went 4-9. and nine. The yes. offense has taken a tremendous step backwards. We, yes. We don't even know. like when, when Kyler Murray returns from his ACL, we saw his worst season uh, to date at the pro level. Mm-hmm. It's, um, like, it's, so, you're hard-pressed <laughs> to think of... of harsher times in looking back at this franchise since it moved to the to to the desert that's saying something i mean 2018 was brutal they went three and 13 that year they had a historically bad offense scored just over 14 but it was on the field it was everything was everything was on the field yeah no doubt about it and uh now it's 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 not a it's not even staying on the field it's 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 bad headline after bad headline, and this inter- this international incident that happened in Mexico City, you couldn't even just keep it there. It's something that's going to linger on. This is going to go beyond this season, most likely. And the Arizona Cardinals, like the NFL, is probably throwing their hands up and saying, what the fuck, guys? But the reality on that is that it doesn't, but it doesn't have to linger, though. I mean, you you can wash. We talking about this thing doesn't have yeah, to linger. You can fix it. And I said, you know, we we asked this question earlier. Was you know should should we lose all the games this year and then focus on you know next year in the draft and then going to get a top pick? Well, you're four and whatever right now, and you already know you're gonna get a top pick, mm-hmm. right? And if you don't win anything, if you don't win any more games, then you're getting a top pick. Yeah, top five somewhere in there, no, no matter what. And I think 
the idea is I said that the, the problem would be if they decided that we're going to run all this trash back again. We're going to keep Cliff because we just extended him. We're going to cleat. We're going to bring Kyman in after he comes to his medical issue, whatever it is, medical health, whatever, right. whatever that league of absence is he has to take for health purposes. The way you wash this thing, man, is that you have to start talking about the promising and changing the direction right. of what we're going, bringing promising pieces in to this team to try to recreate the magic that they had before when they went out in, in, in the offseason, early in the offseason, and started bringing some talented guys in to kind of change the mentality of this organization and where it was going. That would be helpful. I can say in my years when we were, we were, we were stinking it up, we were 4-12, and 12, uh, that did not happen. They're bringing in new players and the new talent. We just kept running with what we had, and it wasn't good. So it would be very disappointing to me, to all of us here at PHNX, as well as the Cardinal Nation, Big, big, you know, uh, bird game with just to watch these guys repeat repeat the same thing. I have a question for you guys. I I brought it up to Bo earlier today, and I think it's worth asking. Everybody assumes Cliff Kingsbury is going to get fired. I assume that. I think all three of us feel like these are his final four games with this team. But what if he doesn't get fired? And where I'm going with this is this team. They they have gone from what I thought a pretty promising landing spot for somebody like Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh to a national embarrassment. Right to the point where it's run into the offseason, it's run into the front office. So if if you're Michael Bidwell, even if you fire Steve Kime mm-hmm. and you've got two internal candidates to promote from within, you don't have that on your coaching staff. You think there's a chance, Bo? I think it's growing every day that Cliff Kingsbury could potentially be brought back. I don't want to say as a lame duck, but just as a placeholder for this team mm-hmm. based on the fact that if you're Michael Bidwell even with Adrian Wilson and Quentin Harris at your disposal, you can't go and have a straight conversation with free agent head coaches saying, come to the Cardinals, yeah. be a part of what our all culture is. You may have to stick it out with Clint Kingsbury another year just to clean this up. Yeah, it's pretty crazy that it's 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 gone below where we thought rock bottom was, right? It's For this organization. New every day. We've seen now uh, this would be the fourth head coaching search. You, you had... BA and you lucked out into a pretty good coach there who mm-hmm. won double digits three years in a row and uh, took this team to an NFC championship game. Then you had the misstep with Wilkes and then Cliff Kingsbury to now, um, you know, who's going to look at this and say, oh, there's a place where I want to to be the head coach, right? That uh, You got an injured quarterback and you've got a, a dysfunctional franchise. I mean, it's it's going to be tough for this organization to become appealing to legitimate head coaching candidates. So, yeah, I, I think that as far as maybe Cliff being a bridge to somebody else to while you, while you figure everything else out behind the scenes. I think we may need to prepare it. ourselves. But, but here's no, what I'll say about no. that is when you – I mean, because there's going to be a new general manager. Unless it's Quentin Harris or Adrian Wilson who are already in that building and, and may, we don't know their thoughts on Cliff Kingsbury – uh, Kingsbury talked about it a little bit today that they're, you know, they they have a good working relationship, the three of them. Um, if you bring somebody in new from outside this organization, I would say that the odds are very favorable that they're not going to want to move forward with Cliff. Well, that's Kingsbury and that's hundred percent. Yeah, we yeah. know that is so so often. Do you bring in a GM and if a head coach is not their guy, he's not long for that world that long. So, but, but Quentin and Adrian have been with the uh, Quentin Harris and Adrian Wilson. I'm I'm guessing here. Would not turn down the Cards GM job. Adrian Wilson would take that job. We feel like, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so, if Michael Bid was like, "Adub, you're in charge, but you got to keep Cliff," he's he's keeping he's keeping Cliff Kingsbury. I I I I do think that there is an increased chance 
that I like that from Jason. By what the way. does he say? He's saying if if Cliff somehow weasels his way into another season, I don't even think it's weaseling. Yeah. I think it's I think it's Michael Bidwell saying we gotta we gotta figure this out, and it's beyond on the field with Cliff Kingsbury. We got a bunch of we got an organizational issue, and it's broken, and we gotta fix. We got some messes we gotta clean up. And I do think there's some respect for Cliff Kingsbury. Say what you want about him. Has he been good this year? Of course not. But he's up there every day mm-hmm. taking grenades and arrows for this franchise. He's he's the consummate professional. You don't see him fucking around off, off the field. That means something. Now, is he getting it done on Sundays? No. And is is this a winning league where you have to produce? Absolutely. But, man, if, if I'm Michael Bidwell, like— I, I just we're we're reaching for stuff right yeah. now. Like you just you have to just not be a disaster to keep your role. We got a super chat here from Garvey Craig's asking, uh, "What prospects are we looking at? Are we talking draft already? <laughs> uh, we don't know who's going to be making the selection, but it, it's gonna it, 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 there's a whole lot that, that falls if it's like we said. We don't think it's going to be Kime, so I think we can start to you know look forward to the draft. We're not going to see some red shirt years any longer, and it's going to be a top ten pick. That's for sure. So. Uh, we'll definitely we're gonna have a full off season's worth of draft coverage. There's no doubt about it. So just yeah. buckle up. Our guy in the chat, where there's a will, there's an Anderson. I like, I like that. <laughs> I can't remember who put that in there, but that's good stuff. Uh, good stuff on DraftKings now as we continue the conversation. Right now, dabble. The Arizona Cardinals are a one and a half point underdog, which is crazy. It means they'd be a home favorite against the Denver Broncos. You can gamble on that. Uh, do it at your own accord at DraftKings. ton of other quality games this weekend. Lions, Jets, Bengals. They've got the Browns and the Ravens this weekend. Uh, Tennessee Chargers is another good one. Again, dabble on DraftKings. All you got to do, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. All you got to do is place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do on DraftKings with promo code PHNX. So again, this is the money line bet. So if you're new to DraftKings, number one, welcome. Use promo code PHNX. You don't have to bet the spread. So the Houston Texans play the Kansas City Chiefs this week. Good chance the Kansas City Chiefs win that game. All you got to do is place a $5 money line bet on the Chiefs. If they win, boom, you get $150 in free bets instantly. But you have to use the promo code PHNX. You have to do it on DraftKings. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. My DraftKings pick of the week, gentlemen. I like the Steelers' money line as a underdog with our guys, Steve Wilkes and the Carolina Panthers. Give me Mike Tomlin. Taking it down. Plus 130, Bo, on DraftKings. I've already got a better investment or best reinvestment of that $150. It's for a great time. And okay. that's hanging out with the PHNX crew at the PHNX Tea Party, presented by our friends over at Four Peaks. It's at Dobson Ranch Golf Course. We were just hanging out there. We had our secret Santa party. I was the secret Santa to our producer, Leah. She said it was the greatest gift she'd ever received in her entire life. And I was like, wow. I am. <laughs> Leah, are you on the mic right now? Um, give us a walk down, a breakdown of exactly what went down at the secret Santa yeah, party. Yeah, so what happened is our entire staff showed up. We all exchanged gifts, and there were two people who did not receive gifts, me and Gerald. And who wasn't there? Johnny and Bo. So by process of elimination, we determined Johnny and Bo must have us. So then Johnny shows up next, hands his gift to Gerald, and I'm the only person at the party without my gift. And Bo strolls in 90 
minutes later. Like a hero. And I got my gift. It was <laughs> that's a four gift card. Bam! It was and M&M's, my favorite. So you nailed right. it. <laughs> With the perfect gift for the perfect Christmas party that we had at Dobbs the Ranch. And it's going to be an unbelievable time hanging out with the PHNX crew at the PHNX Tea Party presented by Four Peaks. We're renting out of the entire driving range. It puts Top Golf to shame. It does. It does. You go out there, you're playing games, and you got that big drive energy, the PHNX crew and their fellow diehards, a night of golf, food and drinks, contest prizes, and more. PHNX Suns crew, they're going to be hosting their watch party for the Suns T-Wolves, and Four Peaks will be out there providing beer samples and swag. Check the link in the description. Reserve your spot right now. And for diehards, you can check the Discord for your special link where you'll receive and save 20% off on this awesome event. I mean, let's just recap real quick. $45 per person, $36 for diehards, $160 per foursome, $120 for diehards, unlimited range balls. You get your set of rental clubs. You got the jumbo screens for the Suns T-Wolves game, one hour free on the range, golf balls, everything you want at Dobson Ranch, mini games including cornhole and pickleball. Smoke all of you there and ping pong as well. Contest entries including longest drive, putting challenges, highest scores, Eaters for hot and hot chocolate. Frank, you gonna be out there? You gonna be winning the long drive competition? Ah, uh, no, I'm not. Well, I can hit the ball pretty good, but not the long drive. I'll be there, but not not the long okay. drive. All right, and uh, me and the unit, drive. you know, we'll yeah, chick did the long ball, but <laughs> I don't have a long ball. I just hit it straight. All right. I don't believe that at all. I don't <laughs> I believe that at all. It. 30 yards past us. I hit it pretty good, man. Look, you guys got to show up. It's gonna be a great competition. A lot of fun. Come out and meet 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 a bunch of the people, man. Let's sign some autographs. Have a great time. Support, Listen, the Cardinals aren't. Call. We're not having any fun with the Cardinals. So come hang out yeah. with us, and we'll make things fun for you. Uh, we're continuing the conversation here. I mean, by then, by that event, Black Monday will have come and gone. Oh, well, that's like you, you that's know. Christmas two point oh. And we're talking about probably a new regime here. Probably or certainly, people want certainly. <laughs> the DraftKings didn't have odds on Cliff Kingsbury. Probably for a reason. He's off the board, huh? He's off the board. Actually, they don't have odds for future head coaches being fired. They, uh, DraftKings, they got some class. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> DraftKings is great. All right, so everybody's upset because of the fact that this could sabotage an opportunity to get a quality head coach. Bo, you still don't feel that way, though. You, you, you have told me many, many times that you feel like this franchise, if they gut what needs to be gutted, and Michael Bidwell says, Adrian Wilson, Quentin Harris, you go out, you do the recruiting for head coaches. I'll come in when necessary. I'll pay what market value is, they could get somebody of note. Do you still believe that? Yeah, I still think that if a, if a head coach has any sense that they're going to look at Kyler Murray's injury, they're not mm. going to be turned off by it. I mean, if anything, you're either a Kyler guy or you're not. And if, if that head coach thinks that he's the franchise-caliber quarterback that was signed to this mega-million extension, that he has a lot to work with there. He's mm -hmm. got a Pro Bowl-caliber quarterback with a, a ceiling of MVP. Right, that yeah. that can that can lead a team even after a down season. So, if, if Sean Payton, who's talked very highly of Kyler Murray before, he's not going to be turned off by a surgery that's become in rehab that's become so routine in the NFL these days. Right, it's 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 not 1999. <clears throat> An ACL injury is not ending your career any longer. Mm -hmm. It's something that is going to keep you on the shelf nine to twelve months, maybe sixteen at the longest. And you know, if if you're cautious, over cautious with Kyler, he he misses half the season next year. And if you're a head coach and you want to come in and, and it's a sticking point and you say, I, I don't want to come because of Kyler Murray, well, but I'm willing to talk with you, that's absurd because then you would have to get rid of Kyler Murray's contract and there would be so much dead money that it would just 
to, it would torpedo your ability to build a roster. You're, you're sunk first season anyway. So why not be patient and then bring back your quarterback, your franchise quarterback, develop him where, you know, that, that development was stunted this year and, and get him back on track. And I also think, too, if you're Michael Bidwell, you're going to need to go into these negotiations with whomever you hire, GM or head coach, and say, I'm going to add an extra year of guaranteed money on your deal because of the fact that you may not have Kyler Murray till October next year. So I can't expect you. I hope that you can go out and be competitive, like him Brian Dable did with a <clears throat> shit roster and Daniel Jones. But if that's not realistic, as you're implementing your messaging, as much as we want to see postseason football next year, it has to be more about development. It has to be more about ingratiating and developing a culture, not just how many yeah. games are we going to win in 2023. Like, of course, <clears throat> we want no. playoffs here. We yeah. were promised that this year. And look, they're going to have a top five to seven draft pick. Next year, it needs to, about, needs to be about changing the culture. It definitely does. Like we, we, I feel like we've lost that here. Yeah. Um, Bruce, Bruce had something that was here, man, and it was uh, the guys were, they were professional. They yeah. went to work. You know, they, 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 were they, they were together. They had a lot of camaraderie in a lot, in, in a, in a lot of ways with that team. <clears throat> I don't see that necessarily with this group of guys. Um, and there's, there's just a bunch of riffs that you can kind of go back over the last four years with this team. Um, I would say someone coming here, this is what I look at. Now, when you look at the locker room, you got to say, we're, we're, we're going to lose Pew, Hudson, JJ's up with, we got to look what, what we're going to do with JJ, mm -hmm. what we're going to do with D-Hop. And those are like your, you know, then JC. Well, we know we got JC here. Mm -hmm. We got to get Zach Ertz back. And so you start looking at the veterans that's in the locker room, but we have a bunch of young players, man, in position that, that you know, have to prove themselves and become what, what you want to be. That doesn't get it done in the NFL. You got to go out and get some guys that you can bring in, be able to be flexible with your, with your salary cap, have some guys that want to be here. The only way that would happen is you have to have new leadership. And guys have to believe in the leadership that you're bringing here. Mm -hmm. If you're going to talk about just bringing in a Sean Payton for the namesake, then you will get that. You will, He would automatically get a, a warrant the expectation of what you know a coach can do. Mm -hmm. he, when he shows up, I got eight to nine wins by myself. Yep. Just on play calling along, getting the organization squared away, getting guys in fit and shape and ready to play four quarters of football. That has been kind of a letdown in the Cliff situation because it's not like they're getting blown out, you know, in his four years here as a head coach for the most part. <clears throat> that, and that's no reflection, excuse me. <clears throat> that's no reflection of him or Vance in that regards. It's just that we met, we might have met a team that week that just was rolling, John, and they and they and they, and they smoked us. But I say you got to have leadership, yeah, and and good leadership will change the culture. Being worried about Kyler is not a concern of mine, honestly. I think if you get a guy in here early, and we're talking about you know black uh, black Mom, black Monday. Monday, that that to me, I think, man, if you get a guy in right in right after the season, you get the guys believing in what you're bringing, you automatically open up the idea for free agency, and then mm -hmm. then you create that 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 desire for players that want to be here to come here. And that will change and make the difference in where we, where we want to go next year. And the fan base, look, we we you talk about how many wins we got at home with Cliff One. over the last four, and that that in itself is just pathetic. And so. you make you make a great point too. It's like Kyler Murray, as great as he is, could not save this team from being four and eight when he got hurt, Bo. Yeah. And so you're not rushing Kyler Murray back to try to. to save 2023 because it's the difference between the playoffs. Now, do I think the Cardinals are a playoff team if you've got Kyler Murray Hummin and the skill player? I, of course. But, like, you, you're stripping this down, or at yeah. least you should, down to the studs, right? You're building a new house. 
You're not taking duct tape over, you know, your your old, you know, two-story home and the windows are falling off and there's no latch on the door. You got to gut it. You got to get the bulldozer out. You put Kyler Murray off to the side. You let him get healthy. And by the time he comes back, he can move in. It's fully furnished. It looks fantastic. But you rush him back for a season that may or may not matter in the in the grand scheme of things. It matters to us. Yeah. It matters to developing the culture. But it's like <clears throat> you're not risking Kyler Murray's health long term to rush him back for September 11th, 12th, 13th, whatever it is. So I, I'm very much of the mindset that if Kyler Murray's going to get hurt, mm-hmm. this is the time to get hurt in this phase of where the Cardinals are. The Cardinals do not have a Super Bowl caliber roster. Breaking news, right? <laughs> they have to shed a bunch of money. They've got overpriced veterans. They're in a transition period. So Kyler Murray is not <clears> the <throat> missing. The roster doesn't look like San Francisco, right. where they're literally a quarterback away. Right. I mean, right. You're Andy Dufresne. You're you're crawling through the 300 yards of shit right now. <laughs> Correct. Trying to get out of it's escape Shawshank. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but on the other side, it's the rain's going to wash you, you know, of all that crap. And you're going to be out of the out of the clink mm-hmm. for good. Right. You've escaped. Yeah. And you're going to go meet Morgan Freeman down in Mexico and your life's going to be awesome. <laughs> it is going to be great. But you, you still have to crawl through a bunch of shit. But now here here's the thing. You get a head start. Right, you get a head start, and then also you don't have the crutch of, of Kyler Murray any longer because I think this organization used it this season as far as how it approached roster building, and you have to build this team around Kyler Murray, not it's Kyler Murray and then you know everybody else. So it, it, that's something that I think is we talk blessing in disguise here, but you get a head start on you know hitting the hard reset button on this organization, mm-hmm. and and it's yeah it's Kyler Murray and then. You figure out who who's who's left. Who's who are going to be the pieces that you move forward with? When you talk about the studs, Johnny, who 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 are the studs of this good, organization? That's, that's such a good question, and that brings us to one of the questions in the chat. Do you trade DeAndre Hopkins? And DeAndre Hopkins is a saint. He's one of the greatest things that's happened with this franchise during the Steve Kime era. Mm-hmm. He's also on the hook next year. Let me pull this up. This is overthecap.com. Thirty million dollar cap hit next year. Uh, he's over thirty. For a team that, I mean, they should have more than enough weapons to contend with or without him. Um, I, I, I think that you only trade DeAndre Hopkins in the right circumstance where you could bring back a premium draft pick, first or second round pick. I am not doing what Dallas did with Amari Cooper just giving him away for a fifth, and they struggled without him to the point where they're bringing in T.Y. Hilton and they're signing Odell Beckham. They, you can't compound a problem like. When push comes to shove, like you keep D Hop around unless somebody blows you away with an offer. But to your original question, Bo, like what does the studs look like? The studs look like I think the last two draft classes, right? The guys who make no money. I think Kyler Murray's part of that group. I think Abuda Baker's part of that group. And then everybody else, everybody else is on watch, depending on who the new GM is, who the new head coach is. Do you fit the culture? Do you fit the scheme right? Because again, I, we fall in love with players, fall in like with players. Because we 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 love this team. This team's four and eight, four and nine now. This team potentially, and we're going to preview this. There's actually a game this weekend against the Denver Broncos. What? Shield your eyes. Four and ten potentially after this weekend. Like they need better players. And how do you do that? You have to accumulate draft picks. 
and you have to accumulate resources. So uh, that's a conversation that we're going to go through in depth this offseason. It'll be a fun one. We want to include all of you over the course of the offseason. But what else is fun? We can include you guys in Underdog Fantasy right now. Underdog Fantasy is our favorite fantasy football app. Bo and I are ready to punt on year-long fantasy. Get it up out of here. We're ready to do daily fantasy, and we want to do it with you. Come and join us using that promo code PHNX. You get a deposit match up to 100 bucks. What the hell? That's one of the best deals that we have here at PHNX. And again, the NFL season may be close to ending, but it doesn't end there with Underdog Fantasy. You can gamble, wager on the NBA. You can t- choose up to six players, no positional limits. You want to take all center, shooting guards, what have you. Do it. You can draft against your friends. I took the Elder Saw Bookman and Shane Diefenbach the other day. I'm not happy about it, but I live to see another day. Just like DraftKings, Underdog Fantasy, I can dabble the next flipping day and start to wager again use that promo code phnx match it a hundred dollars it's so easy all you got to do is go to underdogfantasy.com download the app sign up with promo code phnx get your free hundy bo i hit the hard reset button on our uh interior design at our house mm-hmm. it was uh, you did or your it wife was, did it was well let's let's be honest here uh i did no my wife did and we needed to make things look better, especially mm-hmm. as the holiday season. We're going to host some family, some friends. We wanted our living room, our dining room to look its best. And the way we did that, we got our friends over at More Furniture. We got in their holiday clearance deal going on. It's happening at More Furniture. You can save up to 50% off while pimping out your pad. Do it with More Furniture, M-O-R, furniture.com. Save yourself up to 50% off at more furniture. These assholes, Frank, the other day on the show <laughs> said that I have a waterbed in my house and a futon. Wow, you're going to say that after the offensive thing you said to, what to did Shane? I, what did I say? About the waterbed. <laughs> so producer Leah, babysits, <laughs> producer Leah, who dates Shane Diefenbach, babysits my kids. I'm married 10 years yeah. and, and um, she, she hasn't seen the water bed because we don't own one. So oh, you had to bring funny. that up. Get the hell out of here. Oh, that's this day, funny. man. What a day. What a week. What a team. A team that plays the Denver Broncos this weekend. Full transparency. This was one of our games of the year when the schedule came out. Mm-hmm. Our friends and family over at DMVR. Hot damn. Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray. No, you get neither of them. This team has three wins. The Cardinals have four. It's a combined seven wins. It's a banger. It's prediction time. Bo Brock. What do you got this Sunday? I got uh, this team not winning a game the rest of the year. This was probably their only winnable game, and we've got the Denver Broncos offense read by Brett Rippon, the nephew of (laughs) Mark Rippon, the Super Bowl hero. I got the Broncos winning this one 24-12. Jerry Judy's playing at a high level, even though he got uh, fined quite a bit of money today. Uh, for his actions last week, but I don't think the Cardinals can keep up with them uh, with their offense going against the second-ranked defense in the NFL. Kind of a no-fly zone. Patrick Sertan, he's playing a, at a high level. Um, my So my players of the game here following with a, in a loss, 24-12. I got James Conner. He's going to stay hot on the ground. I think the Cardinals can continue to run the ball decently. And then I'm going chalk on the defensive side of the football because there's not a whole lot, and there's no Zach Allen probably for the next couple of weeks. He just had hand surgery. 
You've got a couple key guys out in the defensive secondary. I think J.J. Watt can have a good defensive game, maybe get another sack, continue to lead this team. And then your unsung hero, Josh Jones has done a fine job filling in for D.J. Humphreys. I think he's a, a piece that you can move forward with at a tackle position for the Arizona Cardinals, and he doesn't get a whole lot of flowers these days. I'm going to give him his flowers in this game that we barely previewed on a preview day. Yeah, he, he's going to help out for those 12, 12 points, mm-hmm. Frank Sanders. What do you like <clears throat> come Sunday? Look, I like fits like a glove. My man, I like that statement right there. Cardinal by three. I'm rocking with you on that. Look, it's uh it's a ugly it's an ugly moment right now for both teams, but somebody you still gotta show up and play. Uh the heart of a champion is, is James Connell, without a doubt. He will not quit. He's gonna give you everything he's got. What I do know about this time of this and this time and in this time of season when players are still trying to figure they got a losing season. They're going home after the end of the game, after uh after the end of the year. But the reality, the reality of it is that certain leaders get guys to come out and still play. That's true. Guys still get paid to play. It's a job. It's not a game. This is a job for a lot of guys. This is a job. And the guys got to show up and come to work. I'm taking JC. He's my stud on the offense. On defense, I'm going my Jay Sanders. I think he's I think he's reaped the benefits, man, of getting some, uh, some time to go in there and play. He's kind of figuring himself out what he can do in the NFL. Does the college move still work? No. You got J.J. Watt, you got Zach Allen, you got your boy, yeah, you got J.Y.D. over there teaching some stuff, and you should be watching film on other players so you can kind of figure your game out. I think my J has done that. I think he's kind of figured a couple of things out that makes him better at his job. But here's my guy, my unsung hero is going to be Matt. Matt, the long ball striker Prater. He might hit his, he might hit his first 60-yarder over, over in Mile High Stadium. I think he has it in him. Look, it might be ugly, but a dub is a dub, and I'll take it. 13-10 is mine. I'm taking the Cardinals. Yeah, we want to we want to see them win. We want to see them do well because there's going to be a lot of players on this team that will relish a W, especially those who are going to be fortunate enough to be on the team next year. Uh, I don't think it happens, though. Uh, I'm with Bo Brock. Frank Sanders is the optimist of the group. Uh, I've been scorned too many times by this team, both in my heart and my wallet. Here are my predictions for Sunday, uh, 24-10. I think it's going to be a stinker. Uh, and again, we put these predictions in here more or less when Russell Wilson was going to play. Does it even really matter, though? Uh, Hollywood Brown, to me, is going to have a good day. Patrick Sertain on D-Hop won't completely blanket him, but I I think Hollywood Brown has a nice rapport with first-team reps all week with Colt McCoy. Uh, I think that relationship blossoms. I mean, Hollywood Brown, um, he's he's fighting for a job. I mean, you think about they haven't picked up his fifth-year option, but they will, but that's Steve Kime. So when when will that happen? Who knows? Cameron Thomas, I'll double down with Frank. Play Cameron Thomas and Maje Sanders the whole game. Mm-hmm. I, I love you, Marcus Golden. You're not the same player. It's over. And Dennis Gardak, that was an egregious contract. Get it away. Uh, both of those <laughs> players should play, and we'll see what we have with them. Yep. How about our guy, Robbie Anderson? You know Ooh. what? He uh, He's something. He certainly is a professional <laughs> football player, old number 81. He had a one-handed catch last week, and, and Cliff Kingsbury looked like he was going to throw up talking to him after the game. Last week, but Robbie felt good about himself, so I feel good about picking Robbie. Have a couple splash plays. I don't know mm-hmm. if I'll go as far as unsung, but you know, at the end of the day, it's all about we're having fun, right? It's all about having a good time yeah. with the Redbirds. Yeah, you, you hope that the the Cardinals' offense can make some some big plays, and and it makes the game more exciting than I think we're dressing it up right now. I mean, that's what you hope for the rest of the way out. You, you're not necessarily rooting for wins from this team, but you're hoping to see signs of life that we we've been searching for this this entire season. So if we can get that, that'd be huge. <laughs> I haven't. This is my first Four Peaks, but it's fantastic. Wow's Light Citrus Ale. Listen, my man, we thought we were going to have Isaiah Simmons today, and we don't have Isaiah Simmons, but we got Frank Sanders. 
Uh, and we've got, goodness, this team consistently staying and hanging in the in the news cycle for all mm-hmm. the wrong reasons. So there's our official predictions ahead of Sunday's banger of a game at Mile High Stadium, the 4-9 Arizona Cardinals versus the 3-10 and Denver Broncos. Just the Super Bowl preview everybody thought we were going to get. Boy v. Rippin. <laughs> Rip it up, Rippin. Matthew Burgess, I want Hollywood back next year. I, I don't think he's going anywhere yeah. um, because, again, Hopkins has the big cap hit. Hollywood's productive when he when he plays. Sly, I got a promotion at work. I credit PHNX as productivity soared when I started watching it earlier this year. Tremendous. <laughs> Tremendous news. Hollywood leaves or stays if they don't pick it up either way. He leaves because no Kyler or Kyler's not here. But watching the offense, if you stay in this offense with Cliff, you will not see a thousand yard season. Hmm. Like it's just hard to it's hard to vanish in my mind to see a thousand yard season season right now with with what's going on with Cliff and, and the offense and what they're doing with these guys. Like, you know, these little dump these little dump screens and what's taking place. I'm it's it's a shame to think that way as a receiver in the NFL with 17 weeks. Mm-hmm. To think that you can you, you might not see a thousand yard receiver that that to me blows my mind. And when D Hop came and when D Hops came back, we had to throw the ball to him at least 15 targets mm-hmm. for he even to catch up to do what he needs to do. So that to me um, if, I, if I'm Hollywood, I'm taking a strong look at what's taking place with this offense. The same thing he had to make a decision on when he left Baltimore. He had to make the same decision. How far will they use his talent to to to, to put him at uh, and to get him in the next level of echelons of receivers, making that fourteen to 50, twenty million dollar deal? You don't think he wants to play with Kyler? I think he does, but I think the reality of it is that if you're sitting in a in a system that doesn't find a way to get you the ball, then why are you here? Like that's just hard to swallow, man. It, it has nothing to do with the quarterback. If your quarterback's one guy. He's my buddy, but we got three guys that got to finally get the ball to. That's Zach Ertz and D Hops. And so in my in my mind, watching him, I just think that the system doesn't necessarily exploit and brings brings the best out of him the way it should. And again, that's just that's just where it's at right now. Yeah, it's, and I'll, I'll correct an earlier point. They did pick up his fifth year option, mm-hmm. but he signed through next year, which we all knew. Right. Okay. But is he? Is he going to get a long-term deal? It's a contract near your next year for him. And I, I'm with everybody in the chat. Like, you don't trade away a first-round pick, then get rid of him. But, like, is he part of his long-term plans? And he was the guy in Baltimore, albeit in a run-heavy offense. But I just – this this group of skill players, they're just too small. It's it's really going to be interesting because of what we saw this past offseason and how they figure out the franchise tag, too, where it's based off the top five paid players at their position. And wide receiver took a huge jump especially average, right? When right. You see the number. Tremendous. So I don't know if franchise tagging Hollywood becomes an option either if uh, exactly. if you're looking at him in the in the 2024 offseason. I mean, that's that's something, you know, if they, if they can get him in now, coming off his first major injury, the foot injury that he suffered that kept him on the IR for, what, five weeks, um, you know, th- does that take his number down? Can you find maybe a middle ground and get yeah. a team-friendlier deal? Or does he, does he bet on himself this next season and try to get a better deal. But, you know, I think, wasn't he on pace for like 1,200 yards and six He was, yeah. yeah but he close. also had an extreme speeding arrest that I couldn't put in my that's tweet just, earlier. That's young in the – that's just young. Well, I remember that conversation we had. Yeah, it was just, just young. That's just young in the desert and you – it's it's dark. Well, that, I also – I agree with you. That's a reflection of this leadership too. We've, we've all been candidates for extreme speeding no. before. What? Well, except for Not, you. Except you're lame. But Johnny. I mean, I've never gone Average one. Oh, I'm lame because I uh, follow <laughs> I the rules of the road. Thank you. Hello. Johnny's his driving old, 65. Oldsmobile with his blinker on. 
his entire way I back to Maricopa. I hate this show. Guy. This it's is I think here's what it's it, pathetic. That they had their country club training camp and <laughs> and he left a strong organization in Baltimore. He's like, hot damn, it's yeah. gorgeous out. I'm just gonna cruise into work late. I'm gonna go 150 and I'm gonna get arrested. The, the Cardinals would be foolish, man, not to sign him and lock him in, honestly, because you 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 you're probably losing on Rondell Moore right now. You went out and got a guy that you that that not can literally prob- not probably. Well, I mean, well, that but this, this here's the cardinal here's the cardinal narrative. The Cardinals Rondell Moore sucked, so they traded him and got ready, let him go, and then he went to like in Green Bay. He's fifteen hundred yards with sixteen touchdowns, <laughs> and we're sitting here like, what the? We were on our team now. What were you that then, Rondell Moore? That happens. We've seen that. We've seen that picture. We 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 critics of it across the board right, when it yeah. comes to the Cardinals, and I unfortunately. That is that is a that is an atmosphere situation in the organization where guys leave and go off and be better um, than they were when they were here. That's sad. I will say though, they've already seen Rondo. They've already seen Hollywood Brown. You need to you need to lock guys in for other guys to believe in the organization that wants to come here. If you if you're a backup quarterback and you know you got potentially still D Hop, so you still got Hollywood Brown and you got Zach Ertz, you got Trey McBride. You know you know what you have in these guys, so you know you got players. You want to be on a team with ballers. Do you want to be sitting in Jacksonville trying to figure out who are ballers? Or you want to be in Carolina trying to figure out how to how to get out of there? Like those those are organizations players are trying to leave. And to me, in my mindset, man, I, I would I would love to be here thinking I got Kyler, but I the, the system right now as a former player, I not I'm not necessarily saying I think I would want to be here because we don't see enough out of it. I just don't see enough out of the system to make me want to be here as a wide receiver. And that's unfortunate considering it's supposed to be the air raid. Yeah, I mean, look. Rondell Moore, his biggest key is getting on the football field. Yep. It's not a system thing. It's not, you know, as easy a bust when he's healthy. It's just he hasn't been healthy since his freshman year at Purdue. What was that, 2018? I mean, we're almost at half a mm-hmm. decade uh, worth of years where we haven't seen a healthy Rondell Moore. I mean, what is it, Johnny? What's the old cliche? Hurts, hurt players stay hurt? Yeah, hurt in college, hurt in the pros. Rondell's going to be a great graduate assistant at Purdue in no, a couple of not, years. That's not the – it's hurt people. <laughs> hurt people hurt people yeah but not that what, what the <laughs> f- where did we get that from <laughs> but we were hurt we, Rondell's hurt and he's hurting how me about, how about this stat? and my fantasy team in my Arizona Cardinals how about this stat we never saw one game where it was Kyler Murray Rondell Moore Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins on the field at the same time not what? one not what? one single game I this was, entire season wait a minute did we see that because De- DeAndre Hopkins was suspended the first six games yep Hollywood Brown got injured the, the week before that his foot and then yeah. before Hollywood Brown came back, Rondell Moore injured his groin. First, like first play. Uh, yeah, first or second play. Yeah, first play. <sighs> Caught a little, uh, little end around, and he was, whoop, he was down. It was yep. a wrap. First, in, second in, play in Mexico City. Yeah, yeah. And Hollywood Brown was not uh, active that game. On, he man. was active We're, the next game. I so. like everything about Rondell. What he brings to the table when he's healthy, and I and I and again, I, I don't think our system. Featured a kid that could have been pretty spectacular. So I, just I, a little bit. This team's too small. Your when receivers we, are too small. Like Kyler is what he is, and he can't change that. And I've seen Kyler be a Pro Bowl quarterback. Get get some bigger players. They just they're just too little. Do you think about it when when we look at the future of Hollywood Brown? When we look at the future of Rondell Moore, mm-hmm. is is their biggest problem going to be that they're they're the GM isn't Steve Kime? He wasn't the guy. Yeah, I think that pulled absolutely. off the deal because everybody's saying, well. We traded a first for Hollywood Brown, and he came back with a third. But the GM's like, well, I didn't make that deal. I'm well, trying to make the best. It's the reason Andy Isabella stuck around for yeah. almost four-plus years was Steve Kime was the GM. If, if Steve Kime had been moved off of, Isabella would have been gone much earlier. 
if we find out that they hire an external GM, because I always think there's a big caveat because A-Dub, Quentin Harris, they may have had a hand in selecting or helping to select a Rondell Moore and company. They may have gone to bat with them in the scouting process. A-Dub is more pro personnel, so I would think he's you know got some insight on Hollywood Brown. But if they hire Joe Blow from whatever organization, he comes in here and he says, wait a minute. This isn't a part of what me and my new head coach want to do. Mm-hmm. You got to fit to my strategy, my culture. And if not, I'm shipping your ass out of town. So I'm telling you, like, if we feel like they're going to do a gut job and we do with their front office and coaching staff, then the pl- it trickles down to the players. It will. Right I now, swear. there are very little people on very little players on this team that have a ton of money committed to them long term. Go to go over the They can move off a bunch of overpriced veterans. And then it's like Kyler and D hop and Zach Ertz, it's the guys they signed last offseason, and that's about it. Everybody else is on notice. And I'll tell you right now, like, I know people think I'm crazy. Like, I, I would not be surprised if they eat some dead cap from some of the players they signed last offseason. Like, James Conner could easily mm-hmm. be cut. I, I'm telling you, Zach Ertz, like, is Zach Ertz going to be ready for next season? He's going to be entering his mid-30s pretty soon. You've got Trey McBride. Kyler's the only one because he's he's the quarterback. He's in his mid twenties. Where of yeah. course you're not going to cut Kyler Murray. Everybody else, if you've got big money attached to you, you are not safe. I, I don't know if Ertz gets cut necessarily, but as as far as Connor, you know that's a position that you could replace a James Connor with a very uh, mm-hmm. cost effective, yeah, very cost yeah. effective replacement. Whether you go in the draft or if you pick up somebody off of the off the free agent market, I think that that's somewhere where you you wouldn't have to break the bank. And you can find somebody that is going to stay healthier and, and be able to be as productive as a guy like James Conner. Yeah, yeah we've got, see that. got a ton of time to talk speculations. But this Sunday, check us out. Post-game show, halftime show. Got the full complement. We got a full deck. Frank Sanders, Bo Brock, Damian Anderson, myself. Listen, we only got four more of these. The Cardinals head to Denver to take on Brett Rippon, Nathaniel Let's Hackett. Yeah, a lot, lot, of, lot of names. Those are some, certainly some names of some people that are going to be in the game on Sunday. Uh, become a diehard. Go to gophnx.com. Get a membership for the year. You won't be sorry that you did. Cop a free hat and or shirt from the PHNX Merchandise Locker. You, ne- you may not be too proud to wear your Cards gear right now. Wear some PHNX Cardinals gear mm-hmm. instead, right? Take a beat. Put down your jersey. Put on a PHNX Cardinals t-shirt. We've got our Hollywood Hills sign atop Camelback Mountain. We've got our celebratory touchdown t-shirt. Again, all that is exclusive, exclusive to you at the PHNX Merchandise Locker. Uh, do not miss it. Do not miss us. We're back on Sunday. Unless, you know, with this team, you never do know. But until then, <laughs> Frank Sanders, Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. Like and subscribe. Like this video. We'll see you Sunday.